Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Peter Day here. And I have just come back from the LeedsCon conference in Chicago. I thought it was a great trade show. If anyone was there, um, you'll probably agree. It was one of the better trade shows this year, in fact. Um, so surprisingly, actually, because it was a little bit of a smaller show. I mean, there was a lot less people there. A lot of people cleared out the second day. And I mean, it was a lot smaller than some of these other shows, but I thought the quality of people there were extremely high, and I'm really glad that I went. It was a completely last-minute show. Um, I was a two weeks before. I just said, you know, LeedsCon, Chicago, we're in the Northeast. A lot of our team is in the Northeast. Why not? It's not that far of a plane ride. Let's go. And it ended up being a great show. I got a lot out of it. I learned a lot. Um, Lately, I've been just learning a lot at shows. I've been talking about this on the podcast before, but if you go to a trade show and you don't actually get a new client, it's not a wasted trade show because a trade show is more than just getting a client. Like I said in previous recordings, I've hired some of my best teammates from trade shows. Literally almost all of my salespeople have come from trade shows. Uh, Media buyers have come from trade shows. Um, I met someone who introduced me to my head accountant at trade shows. Um, So trade shows have just been a huge thing. And what I love about trade shows sometimes, too, is the unexpected. I remember the first night at LeedsCon, um, someone just Skyped, you know, one of my head salespeople who I was with at the show. They just Skyped her and wanted to meet up for dinner, and it was ended up being one of the most insightful conversations of the entire show. I just learned a lot. I learned a lot how they were running specific things on Facebook, some strategies and um, some insights. Um, And I have to admit, sometimes at these trade shows, you need to push yourself a little bit harder than you want to be pushed. And I've said this before, but you want to make the most out of these things. I remember um, the second night of the trade show, it was kind of over. A lot of people have had gone home. It was about four o'clock and someone texted me to go to a dinner in downtown Chicago, but there's so much traffic between the airport in Chicago versus the downtown that a 15 or 20 minute Uber drive and could take hours in this kind of traffic. Um, and I was so tired. It was kind of not what I really wanted to do. But I sucked it up and I did it anyway because I was thinking to myself, if I go to this dinner, if I meet one person and just get one thing out of it, it's probably better that that I go to this dinner than if I were just sitting around the hotel working in front of the computer. So I, you know, I went to the dinner, took me an hour in the Uber, bumper to bumper traffic, almost got car sick because of the stop and go. But I went to the dinner And lo and behold, it ended up being an amazing dinner. I met up with this call center that I want to utilize in my business um, for some different initiatives that we're thinking of doing um, next year. And this call center would be a perfect fit because they're really specialized in sales. I want a call center that can sell. And it literally, out of the entire conference, I had met a lot of different call centers and a lot of different options for call centers. I've met one that I thought was really promising over in Eastern Europe. Um, But then I met these guys at the dinner 
And I really think that these guys might actually be the fit that I'm looking for. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're really seasoned in actually selling. They're not just people reading a script and um, doing some kind of fronting or something. So um, very good show. I highly recommend it. It's one to add to your radar screen. And if you were underestimating these LeadCon shows, you know, put it on your radar. It was good. There's a lot of shows, by the way, coming up in the first quarter of next year, just a lot of shows. There's Affiliate Summit West in January. There's um, a Lead Gen World in January. There's going to be another Leeds Con next year. There are, there's a lot of shows first quarter. Um, very busy. In fact, some of these months I'll be going to shows like twice a month the first quarter, a few of the months. There's a lot of them. So in this audio, I wanted to talk a little bit about this concept of really happy life, happy business. I actually don't have that much time for this audio, so we'll keep it purposely concise. I have to take a phone call in about 11 minutes, um, but it is what it is. But So anyway, this one's going to be a little bit shorter, but I wanted to talk about these topics of where it all revolves around your personal life, and it's it, it's all intertwined. So, for example, if you're tired or you're having a bad day, that could directly impact your day in your business. If you're tired, you might actually make less money that day than if you were not tired. One of the reasons I stopped drinking is I used to drink a lot, but I stopped drinking because I was always a little bit groggy or a little bit tired in the morning, and I honestly feel like that slight tiredness, that slight headache, that slight loopiness perfects performance. I mean, how are you supposed to wake up and hit the gym at six in the morning or seven in the morning if you drank the night before and you just don't quite feel right? Are you going to be sharp? Are you going to be on the ball? Are you going to be wake up early? You know, and sometimes it's very high level of performance too. When I'm at some of these conferences, sometimes I'm up at five in the morning doing work in front of the computer before the conference even starts at nine in the morning. So by the time it's nine in the morning, I've already cranked out like three or four hours of, three or four hours of work in front of the laptop. How are you supposed to do that if you're out drinking the whole night the night before? So it's it's important to be on your game and it's important to be sharp. But it again, it all intertwines. I was at a dinner at the conference the first night, met with a guy who I really like and I think I could do business with, but it's just a story of how it all intertwines. He's been having marriage issues and issues with his wife. His wife has had issues with him, vice versa. And I could just tell that it's really been affecting his his life and his business. He's been, you know, it's just didn't look good. And it is really all intertwined though because how you feel is going to play a part in how you produce i mean think about it if you're just having a miserable day if you just are sitting at home and you're fighting with your spouse or fighting with your wife and you're just miserable at home or in your marriage and then you're trying to be in front of your computer being productive and talk to clients and in the back of your head you're just mad at your wife, wish you weren't there. It's it's it plays it a role in what's happening. You might not realize it, but it's it's negative. And it could be affecting your performance. It could be affecting your thinking. It could also affect your decision making and it can affect good ideas. I mean, are you gonna have the best 
business ideas? Are you going to have those clever, innovative ideas if you're just so caught up in your relationship or this or that? And I'm not saying to ditch relationships. In fact, I recommend trying to fix the relationships. I have to admit, you know, even I have been working on my marriage. The last two years was kind of rough because we had a new baby, and I feel like my relationship with my wife went down the hill a little bit. And then a couple months ago, you know, I just made a decision. I said, you know what, I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to, I'm going to work on this relationship. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to make an effort of making it better. And I started working on it. And just the fact that I began prioritizing it started to improve things tremendously. So it really all begins with a choice, right? And if you're in a relationship, whether you're married or you're in a dating kind of relationship and it's not working out, but you want it to work out, it's just the fact that you actually make a decision. I mean, I remember it's just, it was stressful. I mean, the reason my marriage was kind of going down the drain is because we were focusing so much on the kids and not on one another. And it wasn't until I kind of decided that I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make a point of fixing it. I'm going to let my wife know that I want to fix it, right? And as soon as I did that, things started shifting pretty quick, and I learned that she was thinking the same thing, and she wants to fix it on her end, and we've been a lot better ever since. And now we're doing some things and going on date nights and we're working on it. And it's, it's, you know, trying to rekindle what was there in the first place. Right. But I remember there was a period of time, maybe six months ago or 12 months ago, where I was kind of stressed out in the marriage. We were stressed out with the kids at home and it was affecting work. It was affecting my thoughts. It was affecting my stress level. And these things you don't want these things kind of messing with you, you know, especially if it's not necessary. So I recommend working things out. I recommend not having these kind of tension things in the back of your mind as well. So the fact that it's all intertwined is an important thing for you to realize. And it's very important to focus on these things that give you a clear mind and also a sound mind, like being in good, healthy relationships and getting exercise, eating healthy, fitness. It all might sound like common jibber-jabber, but it really, really makes um, quite a difference. Even the food that you eat. I mean, sometimes when I've gone to these trade shows and I've eaten food at the restaurants for like four days in a row, I've felt not quite as good as when I've been at home, because when I'm at home, my wife cooks this organic food that is like non-GMO, gluten-free, uh, like soy-free. It's like kind of the best of the best you can get. And I feel really good when I eat that food. But then if I stuff myself with restaurant food for like five days in a row, sometimes I've been feeling weighted down, like, uh, like kind of gross, right? So it all plays a factor in your performance and it's all... Um, it's all intertwined. And what was kind of a scary situation with this guy specifically at the conference is like, not only was he having such a hard time with his, his life and his marriage and his kids or whatever, but it was really, really affecting his business. I mean, he was having to spend, um, 
he he even like took a break from his business to you know try to like fix the marriage and then it seems like it like hasn't been fixed it's been obviously taking a toll on him so it's just a reminder that everything is intertwined and um everything is important so a few things that are coming up on the schedule here if any of you guys are into mass torts um i will be at a trade show next week called mass torts made perfect in las vegas um personally we're not doing huge amount of tort right now we kind of for us we've been kind of on and off the torts um I want to get more consistent in the torts, I have to admit, because there was a period of time about three months ago where we were doing about, we got the torts up to about 50 grand a day, and then they have been kind of stopping and going, and the budgets have come and gone, so one of my goals at this conference is to get some torts going and to get more consistent um, in these things. So if you're going to go to this conference, I'll see you there. I think it will be a good show. It's going to be a different show. I've actually never been to one of these tort trade shows and it's something new so um i'll let you guys know if it's if it's worth it you know if it's a good show but um i'm gonna run now i hope this was helpful just a quick brief snippet give you some tips there um if you're going to that show next week say hi and then in terms of trade shows for the rest of the year i think that's kind of it there is one that's kind of interesting actually that i might send i have an israeli team member salesperson on my team um and i might send him to, there's a trade show that's happening in israel in like november or december and i'm actually send him to that show um i think there's also some kind of affiliate summit world there might be one more remaining one for the rest of the year um but yeah i recommend you guys diversify get into different verticals get into different things don't be stuck on one vertical one thing again this is the biggest problem in the affiliate industry i've seen is people have been kind of these one-hit wonders at this one thing um whatever the one thing is i'm telling you 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 walk into a room of affiliates and you ask the affiliates what they're doing and they all kind of tell you their one thing like oh i'm really good at windows i'm really good at solar i'm really good at you know motor vehicle accident leads i'm really good at um rent to own or whatever it is right they'll they'll tell you this like one thing that they're good at but it's been very rare that you've walked into a room and they tell you that they're good at many many things so one thing that you could do to set yourself apart from other affiliates is simply just be good at more than one thing if you do that alone you'll be better than pretty much 90 plus percent of the affiliates because 90 plus percent of the affiliates they get good at one thing they get pretty big at one thing but then the issue is when that one thing has fallen apart which it usually has at some point um you know auto insurance kind of took a toll i'm not saying everything's going to fall apart but i've seen it auto insurance big kind of fell apart refinance huge kind of fell apart and the issue with these affiliates that only are good at one thing is that they've been kind of getting big and then crashing with these waves like auto insurance refi they're on some other wave now maybe when that crashes they'll swap to another wave that that does earn money but i really don't believe it earns as much money as doing a wide basket of things is think about it like a stock portfolio would you want a stock portfolio that only has um you know like apple stock in it 
maybe that portfolio does well when Apple goes up, but if Apple really crashes, it's going to crash, and then you got to wait for it to recover, and maybe you got to look for other stocks, right? That's kind of like what it is with this affiliate marketing. You want to treat your campaigns like a portfolio. You never want to build a stock portfolio that has a million dollars in it, and it's just all in one stock, and that's all you got. You got nothing else, and it's either that thing works or it doesn't. I recommend... If a campaign is a portfolio, I recommend having a minimum five to ten campaigns, five to ten verticals, five to ten different things. And then if one is bigger than the other, so be it. But at least you have other things. You have backup plans. If the big thing stops working, you can at least pivot at minimum and is will create a lot more stability. So, guys, I hope this is helpful. I'll see you on um, the podcast next week. I might actually be recording it from my room in Vegas for this Mass Tour conference. And we'll talk in a bit.